Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, we have Sandman himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. And across me, we have the new Green Goblin. Uh, Garrett, how you doing? Good. What does that have to do with anything? And I am Dancing Peter. I watched Spider-Man 3 uh, on TV today. Huh. It was on TV at work, so I just thought... So everyone in their whole universe that's listening to this show has to get the context of you, what you were watching this happening. Hey, those names are not relevant to anything that's going on. It's usually just something that's happening. I don't think so. I think they're usually pretty relevant to what Is we're reading. At least a book really. or a movie mm-hmm. or yeah, something, something that we've involved re- with what we're talking recently about. Talked about. No? I thought maybe you're you know going to talk about like Spider Man, not the movie that you well, watched. We are talking about Spider Man, aren't we? Let's some well, games. Eventually, yeah. Well, that's- uh, here's this Wednesday Comics <laughs> podcast. We're talking about the comics that came out the week for 6 6 2018. Uh, it's the first Wednesday in June. We have some books here to talk about before we get to that. Uh, Garrett had some uh, video games he wanted to talk about. Uh, which one are you going to talk about first, Garrett? Let's talk about the week. A rumor or the th- actual factual thing? Let's talk about the factual thing. Aren't they first. both kind of rumor factual things? No, well, well, Spider Man's coming out in September. It's like coming out in two months. It's happening. There's a trailer. There's trailers. I've, seen, I've seen trailers for almost two years now. What? I'm talking about when that a game. game that shitty is being developed, it takes time. It's okay. made by the same people who made uh, Insomniac Games, who made um, what was that game where you had electricity powers? <laughs> oh, uh, Infamous. Infamous. Infamous, Infamous 2. So oh, they're the making. Colossus of Clout. They're making now. Uh, Sly Cooper also. They're making uh, a Spider Man game. It's coming out in September, as Garrett said a second ago. So it's only three months away. It is probably, I would say, Sony's uh, flagship t- flagship title for this year. They're oh, very, definitely. They're like selling consoles with it. You can get it bundled. And Do everything. you remember when the PS2 came out and that Spider-Man 2 game came out? That was the biggest thing. That's still one of the. That's still the best yeah. Spider-Man. Never game. Soft yeah. direct, uh, made that game, I believe. And the same guys made. They made Tony's uh, Tony Hawk Skater Pro okay. Skater. Uh, so the Spider-Man's coming. In, the Spider-Man game's coming out, and you know I am excited because that developer's good. Infamous is a good game. I did like it. It is kind of set in the Dan Slott Spider-Man thing with Mr. Negative. That's his character. And uh, probably Garrett's favorite character will show up, you think? Anna Marconi? Probably. Oh, God. And, uh, but probably gets run over by Gameplay-wise, it does look pretty cool. Yeah. Look, trailers, the, right? the, the resolution itself looks almost movie-like. Yeah. The graphics are great. The gameplay looks great. Uh, story-wise, I don't know what we're getting. It's I mean, supposed to be a brand new story. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, I mean, Dance Lab does not have any or an original story. Are, you guys haven't played the last couple Spider-Man games. No, I haven't played Shadow like, Dimensions uh, or that, those games are pretty fun too. I think it's better when they're not held to any kind of continuity or anything from the comic universe. So or my movies. question: You said it's brand new story. Oh yeah, and he has a different costume. So it's just like this is the first. You just can play this, right? Yeah. It's not tied to any of those games or anything like that. It's not a movie tie-in. It's not any other game tie-ins. It's its own thing. Me and Alex own a PS4 already, so I'll probably check it out. Alex, I will. I, I will get it as long as it's good. Like my my fear is, I've played a lot of Spider-Man games, and uh, majority of them are fairly shitty. And uh, Garrett does not, and his brother, the biggest Spider-Man fan uh, the world has known, 
Does he's gonna have, he's gonna pirate the shit out of that gameplay once it gets put on. <laughs> you mean he's gonna watch the videos? Yes, I need you. Yeah, I was gonna say you really can't unless you have the console to do anything, <laughs> right? And then if you have the console, monster, just buy it. Uh, that is weird to me, and I was gonna say it before the show, but I saved it for this part. That's weird to me that you would be that huge of a fan. Like the only thing you get week to week is Spider Man, and uh, you've known this game for two years mm-hmm. is coming out, and you haven't saved your pennies to be like, I'm gonna buy the PS4 and get the game. When I, was the last time you seen Corey out before I know, na- I after 9 p.m.? I understand I, some protein probably was in his budget and he couldn't afford it. I've got, I just like, one of my favorite things about Arkham games is just flying around as Batman, especially in City and Arkham Knight. That's all I want to do as Spider-Man. I just want to web sling around New York. I believe it is open. Uh, world oh, like yeah. that, so. Tie Absolutely. people up, just pick fights with whoever I want, uh, you know, random run into big baddies. I keep watching just little bits and snippets of video where you watch it. Spider-Man looks so acrobatic. Uh, Peter Parker's been at this for like three, four years. He's still not necessarily new to the game, but he's still a young, young man. Um, it looks so good. I know there's a few characters specifically that I've seen. Uh, they make reference to Wilson Fisk is going to be in it. The Kingpin, yeah, so. uh, Mr. Negative. I've seen teases for other villains but i don't know if that's gonna be i think they're keeping most of it under wraps yeah which is good for the game i would assume in any kind of game they don't just have like one or two villains it's like a bunch which is fun which is fun to get that whole rogues gallery basically but that's a that's a strong point of spider-man that he has so so many villains and even villains that are part of other marvel properties that are kind of involved with spider-man too like wilson um i think yeah i think it's in good hands with uh insomniac games so We'll see how it does. Uh, you know what else you just reminded me of? So you said you you like doing all the kind of open world stuff and just being Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2 was really like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what made that. Even Spider-Man 3 was it's the same game engine and then you would actually fight games see? throughout the time. You said it wasn't relevant and now we're talking Spider-Man 3. <laughs> well, now it's relevant. Uh, you know, actually, before we uh, transition into the next game, I do want to mention that that new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailer came out for the next the movie that comes out on Christmas. Uh, did anybody here watch it? We yes. watched. Corey made us watch it at the shop. So uh, we're, actually, I think it looks pretty cool. It does look good. It looks like a comic book. Like I feel like the they cleaned up the animation too a lot. Yeah, there's less of the uh, kind of stuttering. I thought it was supposed to be um, like drawn pictures. I didn't realize it was going to be computer animated. Actually, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of like cell shaded yeah. computer animated. Which and makes the, it look Dan, cool. the Dan's the best character from what I've seen. Yeah, he, he reminds me of uh, the cop character from uh, uh, Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> he's really big like that. He's the same right. way. But I think it really looks cool. There's a couple of fights in there when they fight. There's like uh, uh, comic book action sounds that come out and stuff like that. I think it's going to be pretty cool. The only question I have for Sony, I have for Sony is like, why Christmas? A because Mary Poppins is coming out of Christmas, and I think Mary Poppins is going to kill that movie. Yeah. And uh, two, who's the demographic for that movie? I know it's us here. That's all obvious. But on a wide scale, they're gonna no. I think they're gonna gear it more towards the Lego Batman, like the kids. Do you think so? Because I think anybody, any family's going to movies or Christmas, are gonna go see Mary Poppins because that's like a thing. Yeah. And the Spider Man, they'd be like, "What's this thing?" But Mary Poppins, though, I mean, if you okay, let me put this in perspective. You go see Avengers versus going to see Mary Poppins. What are you gonna go see? You personally? Well, I know I, that's the same. I'm not talking about me. Yeah, I know about the wide scale. I know, but I don't about, think people are gonna shade. To Mary Poppins. Yeah, I, but see, I think Mary Poppins does have a bigger following than some random animated movie. You're, you're bringing in Infinity War. She hasn't been out on a movie for freaking years. That's why it's called that's Return the, to that, Mary Poppins. That's why it's the big thing, though, is that she hasn't been out since, what, the 70s? Yeah, yeah it's been a long time. Emily, Emily Blunt, it's uh, Lin-Manuel 
uh, Miranda, who did the music for Hamilton, is a big thing right now. I and know. he's doing the music for that. I'm just saying. But kids rule. I'm just saying. The market. June? Nothing's out in June. Oh, I guess Stress Park, but like beginning of June, this movie could have been out this week. August? August would have been. August? Right, or September when Spider Man game comes <laughs> out. I don't understand the Christmas. Yeah. Maybe they needed time to do it. Maybe that's the thing. But then I think maybe you hold off until next summer. But then I'll, I guess the timing doesn't make sense for me because. Or make it Thanksgiving then, because you're going. To, if you're doing Christmas, that's a hard thing to. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like I know it is for us, and it's not. We're not compete. It's not competing for our attention for Mary Poppins. Already has. It. But the rest of the audience that will go to that movie is going to be families or kids because it's animated, and I think they're going Mary Poppins. You want to make a bet? Which one is number one that weekend? How about you lunch? Bet lunch. Bet lunch. I'll bet lunch. I bet it is Mary. Who hot? Okay. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Okay, you heard it here first. So we're saying is that binding. that's going to make more money? Mary Poppins will be number one that weekend. Okay. And you're saying Spider-Man. Saying Spider-Man. Okay. The bet has been solidified. I am here as the commissioner. Shake on it. It's not real. You better not be crossing your legs. They have now. shaken hands. Confirmed. Uh, so now we're going to talk about uh, so a weird transition, <laughs> but you know Mary Poppins you know, flies yeah, wait, in One, one thing that I'm sa- I want to say about the Spider-Man game, getting back onto track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have concerns for villains that may show up, though. Like, I don't want to see a Green Goblin. I, I want Hobgoblin's but fine. It, but it's for that universe. It's not been done before. You're thinking of your experience from the movies and comics. Maybe right? and maybe that's the thing is that I'm, I'm seeing it from a, uh, you know, like when Joker was in the uh, Arkham games. Yes, of course I want Joker in there, at least the first two games. But Green Goblin is basically Spider-Man's Joker. I know. I know he is. But it's just, it may, and again, you're right. I'm jaded from seeing him in books where mm-hmm. uh, last week we talked about issue 800 and you and I were both like, wow, that really was kind of a shit ass book. If they can make Green Goblin scary and give me that feel that I had when uh, in Spider-Man 1 where he laughs and then he shows up and be like, holy shit, that's scary. I just I want something to be – I want it to be solid and I think I'm a little afraid. But to a game that you should have no fear of. Uh, the game that's still rumored. It hasn't been never been confirmed, but E3 is coming up. It's probably going to be confirmed and shown. Well, that was confirmed with that image because they're going to – That was – well, we don't know. It's leaked. We don't know if it's real or not. There's going to be an E3 panel on it, I saw. Well, there's going to be a Rocksteady E3 panel. Oh, you're they right. They haven't announced True, anything. They just so, uh, Superman – what would they call it? World's Finest is World. what the rumor oh, is that it's called. That's what Batman versus Superman should be. Rocksteady is going to be the developer. It's been a long-time rumor. Uh, even back when there was leaked pictures of like a Justice League kind of. And say, so I always heard rumors of a Justice League. You know what I think they did? I think it was Justice League, but they couldn't figure out the story. And I think they decided to scale back and they were like, let's do Superman. And so if it's going to. First be- off, no one's ever a, like accomplished, I mean, that's what I cohesively say. a complete great Superman. Say, game. There's never. There's not a great, a Superman. great Superman. Even though I played the shit out of Superman Returns, and it's fun for me, but not for everybody else. <laughs> this this is one of those games that Spider-Man, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous about. I think Superman is even more daunting of a task. How do you make it... Um, but think of the company, Rocksteady. No, I know, and that's my thing, is that Rocksteady has nailed the the fighting technique in the game. They've, they've mastered doing uh, detective work as Batman. But how do you take one of the most renowned superheroes... His ability to fly. Are you going to dial down his superpowers? How do you kill him? Is it a city morale? That's what we type were talking thing? about. Someone from let us know their theory that they think that it's not going to be Superman's health that's in jeopardy. It's going to be the city of Metropolis's health. So that's more of a threat because you can't really harm Superman. How do you how do you make the bad guys? Well, unless the bad viable. guys are, are superpowered. And so unless you're fighting aliens, and they keep showing up in. Do you fight Brainiac and like? Uh 
True. Things like that. Or do all the, you know, does Lex Luthor make uh, bullets that are kryptonite so that everybody can hurt you at least? All I know is that if you get to hang out in Metropolis, but you can also fly to Smallville, I've never seen you guys ever again. I, I think you have to be able to fly to Smallville. Let's say it's Smallville. It's like an open world. You can walk around Smallville and you can like walk through his uh, Kent farm. And it's just like the he will die. He will. There's just and you can hear a siren. And let he me flies tell you, right from Smallville to fucking Metropolis. Let me tell you, right. There's not much. I mean, we can say. I know Garrett's really excited. Garrett, uh, Alex is. Uh, Alex said, "Trust that developer, but also like, how do you do it?" Right? I'm, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I love Rocksteady. That's a great, um, great company. But it is the fear of how do you make this game stand up to. As big as it's going to be, how do you compare they it to Arkham done, Knight? They haven't done anything though since Arkham Knight. No, and I and I get. I mean, they're not. They haven't worked on any Batman stuff. This has been three, four. I'm sure it's been ten years of working on it just to make it great. My concern is, how do you? Well, the one thing you can count on though is that the engine's done already because they'll just use that same engine, then they'll tweak it a little bit, update it, and the only thing they really have to focus on is story and mechanics. Like how do you, like you said, how do you make Superman vulnerable? Do you put him against? brainiac and his villains or do you have them go against humans and then maybe just have it so like there's a bar where it says you have to like hold yourself back and you yep. can't really do too much of power and like that's what you're doing well like, that, going that, back that, actually forth. that's something i was telling garrett that what if it's a you pull your punches so you don't kill anybody and yeah. that's how you lose all i know is that trailer comes out this w- next week uh that music plays from superman the original movie oh, and baby. somewhere in the world garrett is having a heart attack so called 911 <laughs> <somewhere. laughs> I think because it, it's coming out on the 11th is E3, so that's it'll be coming it out. It starts, well, it depends on whose conference it's going to be at. Uh, oh, Ubisoft, sorry, is the 11th. You're right, because it's so going it's, throughout the couple it's of like, days. It's just Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are all the conferences. Perfect. So. This podcast will come just... So, I mean, we'll figure yeah. it out by next week, but... Oh, uh, baby. There's so many potential plot points. You can have Jimmy Olsen. You're going to have daytime. Have you seen a rock city in the daytime besides uh, the Red Dead games? Um, that'd be cool because all I've seen, I've only played the Arkham games from Rocksteady. Red, Red Dead, Red no, Dead that's Rockstar. Oh, that's, no, that's Rockstar. Star. Oh, I thought that was Rocksteady. No, no. oh, that's from GTA, uh, GTA makers. Oh, so I've never seen a Rocksteady game in the daylight. I want to see the that. Closest, action. The closest you've gotten to daytime would probably be, uh, well, Arkham Knight's kind of got that ambiance of <laughs> there's Shut up. that moon's no, super bright. Roots of the your definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing. Uh, Holland Files number two is out, Garrett. How is it? Holland Files two was awesome. A lot of cool like images that you haven't got to see in Holland Files number one. So definitely looking forward to finishing this bad boy. And that's not the only thing. If you want to learn more about Swamp Thing, Alex, where would you go? You're gonna go to rootsoftheswampthing.com. Make sure you stay in touch at rootsoftheswampthing.com on Twitter at DC World Swampy, <laughs> Facebook.com/slash rootsoftheswampthing. Let's talk some comic books here. Uh, first one, I saw at number three. This is uh, Brendan Fletcher, Kurt Kirchel. In MySec. That's just one name, right? Like sure. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we have an issue here. So um, I would tell you what it's about, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, <laughs> I started reading this issue. And by the way, let me start with this because I I, I feel like this is this uh, review for me, at least, is going to go down feeling me like, man, geez, Martin's really critical of this issue. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy reading it. However... Uh, when I started reading this at first, I was like, did I miss an issue? And I looked at the cover and it was like three. And I was like, no, I know I've read two. So, and I was like, okay, let's just read it then and see if we can figure it out. Uh, there's a lot of this issue where I felt like it skips so much and not even like there is actual like 
time jumps to like long periods of time in the future. But even in like in the main story, which was present, it jumped so much that I kind of didn't know what was going on. Um, so there was like no clear transitions for you, kind of. Well, it is like it's like things happened all at the same time, and so you only get half the story. It seems like uh, a movie playing well. Like there's another. You know how, like, in certain stories, there's an A-B story, and the A-B might overlap time-wise. But it seems like in this one, yes, they're overlapping time-wise, but we'll show you both at the same time. <laughs> it's wow. like, I can't really decipher what's going on in what scene. Uh, it looks beautiful. It's probably the best-looking book uh, coming out right now, I think. Yeah, such great art. Uh, panel work is great. It's not hard to figure out what's going on per page. But in terms of context, and I think that's what I'm trying to say, in terms of context, I'm always like... Uh, not sure what we're where we're at, and like, like the uh, there's like this kind of magician, wizard, witch, uh, bringing the princess somewhere. The, that shaman, that land. shaman Moro. Yeah. Well, I thought Moro was the group that he's from. Was the Moro? Oh, well, then he doesn't have a name. I so I, I, yeah, that shaman keeps talking to her and the queen Rafiki. and. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. That's kind of what he looks like. He looks like Rafiki from Lion King. Uh, so I'm just waiting for a group of hyenas to show up and he just kicks the shit out of them. Um, you know, I was telling the guys before we started the show, this is one of those books that I it, it looks so good. Um, but I'm kind of on the same boat with Marvin. I don't, not that I don't necessarily understand what's going on, but there are these jumps in time or different. Um, there should almost be a little previous just, blurb. Just, just a little, like a little paragraph, a little tiny paragraph that says, hey, this dude took Princess Alwyn, or Queen Alwyn. Um, Rook has been commandeered by these bow hunter dudes, and she's trying to find Alwyn. Boom, that's where we are. There, there's a book I read called Eight. Um, Raphael Albuquerque did the art for it. I believe he did the writing as well, but don't quote me on that. Anyway, there were different time periods, and every time period was colored differently. So the outline was always green, and the shading was green. Uh, or if it was the past, it was purple or what have you. That's what this book, I feel, needs. If you're going to have a different time period, but you don't want to tell me that there's a change in time. Make some rules. Give me, give me something to follow so that as the reader... I'm not struggling and wondering, okay, when does this happen? Is this the future? Is this the past? Is this a vision? Um, I just, I'm kind of out in the middle of the ocean in my raft with one oar, but I can only go one direction. Not the singers, by the way. Uh, yeah, so it's like, it's, we were talking about before the show. I think that in trades, I'd be like, this, this is a great book. Like, I can tell what's going on, and there's obviously, pa- so like, there's one more issue coming out, I believe, until like there's a break until April, and it's like, am I gonna remember what's going on? August? No, no, no April. It, it's it's a long break. It's I, like a holy year. Shit. Yeah, wow. I'll look it up for sure, just so I'm not. Uh, wow. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's April. Was he drawing a line a day? <laughs> but uh, uh, it looks great. But like, that's what I'm trying to think is like, do I just after this arc ends be like, you know what, I'll pick it up and trade after that, or on Hoopla, Hari on Hoopla, right? Because I feel like at that point it's it moves so slow and it's so like and and not that it's a bad thing. I actually do really like that it's like taking its time with the characters and stuff like that. But in terms of issues, like this feels like this is original graphic novel that came out like in chapters, like chapter one, two, three, I would be like, This is the best thing ever. But in terms of like serial monthly storytelling, I don't know if it works that in that format. Maybe it's just me, but I I seriously feel like I've read three issues and be like, and I I feel like it's like 
I don't know where we're, or I know what's happening in each page, but I don't know what the whole story is. Right. And so, because well, I mean, if you think about issue one where it started, it was a very cold open with them just walking. And even still, they talk about stuff in the past. And so it's kind of doing that thing I told uh, uh, Alex at one point when we were at Monstrous, and I knew Monstrous was great and had great art. It almost feels the same way. But they were building the world so much in those first couple arcs that it felt like they forgot to just give me a story I could figure out in issue per issue. And it was building a world. And I know I eventually I heard that it eventually got to a point where it's like, okay, now it's great after they established a world. But then at that point, I was out. Like, right. You're so determined to like, at least build a unique world that you forget the keys to storytelling are just character and like a simple plot. Like, let's get this going now, figure out the world as we go. I don't have to know it all right away. So that, that's my problem I'm struggling with right now is that that first issue where you get uh, the queen and Rook are walking together and they're only about three-fourths of the book are they just together. And then they almost get split up and they just there's a lot of other stuff that gets right. brought in where I almost want that first two issues to be them walking. Yeah, they got to solve some problems. Hey, how are we going to get food? Or Maybe a little flashback yeah. to give you some context. Because as of right now, I understand uh, Owlin, Queen Owlin is the queen, no duh. And Rook is a soldier from her army or a mercenary brought in. Because that's, that's something they mentioned earlier is in this issue about Rook's mom from right. the trackers. And I'm going, well... That now you're calling back to something we don't know anything about, which I, I mean is fine. That's a fine tactic to bring in, but then you got to feed that. You can't just oh here's here's the steak. Um, we'll come back to it later after it's fermented for a while and gotten some rotten rotten coming in. I just yeah, you need I, a little I, bit I more to like, chew on. I want to like this book, and I really do. It looks so good, but there's just some. I need a little bit more character development. I need a little more reason to. Okay, I was... Be uh, into these characters. I was uh, not remembering correct. Uh, issue 5 is the last one. And then it doesn't return until January. Still, it's four months. Back. Okay. It's not... That's better, though. It's not about... Yeah, oh, it's yeah, not about... Later. But still, it's four months. But here's... That's the thing I'm saying. It's like that four-month break is going to kill the momentum on this book and kill my recollection of any kind of story, uh, especially me. So at that point, I think I'd just drop and get trades. I think it depends on how hoopla. issue five goes, though. Because yeah, if issue five actually leaves a nice little tied bow and gives me a reason to come back, then why wouldn't I come back? So that's four months of not having a you book. like me, you don't remember anything. Yeah, but they're going to probably give you a recap page. And if nothing else... Well, if they like, do, then I'm back. And we'll say, then them. there's... You just, you just want to drop it. I get it. Come on, just drop the book. I give it a seven. Yeah, seven's good. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. Like I said, it, it looks great. I enjoyed page by page, but then it's like kind of like it feels like it's like I got the comic and I page it together myself and I go, okay, is this the right order? I'm not sure. Like, right. And it doesn't, doesn't really matter because like I guess page for page I'm still enjoying it, but I'm not sure if it's the right way I'm reading it. Mm. I want, I'm hoping issue four and issue five do bring it together because I, right. I just need something to. Well, they're um, reunited at well, the end of this um, issue. So. Like Paper Girls, which I'm sure we talk about later tonight, is a, uh, a book that I just, need, I just need to know what the main point of the story is. And then you can branch out and build off. But give me something to remember instead of, here's a whole lot of shit. It's a story about remembering your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because I've had a tiger before. <laughs> you know what else I've had? I have Captain America 703. Uh, written by Mark Wade, art by Leonardo Romero, Alan Davis, and Mark Farmer. Colorist, Jordi Belair and Irma. Uh, sorry, Knivilla. So I had to make a correction on the uh, forecast. I said this is going to be the or the gauntlet. I said this is going to be the last issue. 
of the arc. This is the second last issue. So there's one more before issue one comes out in July. And we're also not talking Man of Steel number two. Where, yes, that's also another correction. <laughs> Man of Steel 2, out for this week. But if you want to hear about it, don't worry. It wasn't that great. But it was okay. It was That's all I was saying. It was fine. It was fine. It was fair. I, uh, I was telling the guys before the show, Mark Wade, uh, not my kind of writer. I read this book, and I'm just like, I don't think I care. Mark Wade, it's a story about Jack um, Rogers. Rogers from the future trying to... St- now, Jack's the son, right? Or is Jack the dad? No, Steve's the son. Steven's the son, that's yeah. right. Okay. Steven? Is he here? Oh, no. Not that Steve. We can't. Uh, he's gone. <laughs> no, he's still alive. Oh, he is? Oh, Who's Jimmy? He's alive. Jimmy's yeah. dead. Um, Fuck Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 so, Jack's trying to uh, figure out... or. Get his son back. What, what is he doing? Okay. Steve <laughs> is sick because he was given the super soldier serum. Yes. Because he has a career recessive gene, it made him sick. Yeah. Okay, that's right. And Jack found that out by reading some secret documents to figure out that the Kree were actually pumping everybody full of stuff that would make them uh, mind-controlled. When Let's they, call it ooze. Once they were ready. And uh, the general was in charge of it. And then he breaks out Red Skull on accident and says, hey, buddy, either you can take over the world if you want to. I can tell you how. He turned. He shows everybody that the Kree are behind all this, and the whole planet's revolting. Uh, there's a revolution going on, and but he's like, I know I can't be Red Skull. I know I can't beat the Kree, but if they fight each other, maybe I can lay low and get out of here. And uh, he's going to save his son at the end. He gets him. What? What's the cliffhanger in this one? Excuse me. I don't remember it actually being a cliffhanger. I just remember him kind of jabbering. He just gets his son right and says, "Hey, I know of a way to." Get out of here or something like that? He's fighting the uh, the general, a server, and his son is still frozen. What's the last panel there? He saying, goes, buddy? you've been hiding something else, and that's what I'm going. That's what's going to save oh, okay. us. Okay, so he said the general, he, that's how he figures something else out that's going to save them. So basically, it be, it's not that complicated of a story, right? No. And I think it works to his advantage because Mark Wade, I think, is better when it's less complicated. It's more about the characters, and it's he's very big about being classic. Like, it's all... All about a pure hero versus a pure villain. Uh, and Leonardo Romero has good art in this issue, I believe. I, I, it's him, right? Yeah. Well, most of it is. Like the main story is. Alan Davis does like the flashbacks, I believe. Yep. Um, I actually did really enjoy that issue. And I've been enjoying this arc, but uh, not no, but I've been enjoying this arc. Yeah. I do like that, you know, Red Skull does make a huge point in this book. Like, not a huge point, but he has, like, he thinks right away that Jack is Steve, our Steve, and starts beating the living shit out of him. And he's like, whoa, buddy, all I want to do is save my son. And he's like, all right, well, I guess we can work together. Because Red Skull knows, like, he's power hungry. He, he doesn't necessarily need to, like, serve anyone's ego. He's just like, whatever gets me the shortest path to get as much power as I can, take me there. If you're not my mortal enemy, I don't have to kill you right now. Just service what I need and whatever. And I'll think about helping you. Um, so I think that was kind of cool. It's like, you know, even though that's it's Steve's descendant, Steve Rogers' descendant, he does not give, like, he's thinking about his son. He's like, I'll work with Red Skull. I don't care if it saves my son. Who gives a crap? Like, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, it turns out that they're going to start helping to overthrow the Kree Empire. And then Red Skull... I think that's going to come bite him in the butt, though. Red Skull is going to kind of try and usurp his goodwill yeah. of trying to save his son. Uh, yes, I think it's just fun. I mean, it's not really, there's not much there. I think we're going to get very, very heavy when Tikisi Coates takes over in July. 
Yeah. So I think for now, like this fun little story, I think maybe Mark Wade or Marvel knows that. So we're just having like this. It's not fun. I didn't have fun with this issue. I was like, oh, okay. really? you don't have fun with him. But like, like, no, because uh, this is. The, I mean, I'm having the issue of a Garrett where it's called Captain America, and I get it's the spirit of Captain America. It's like believing in Santa, who he's is a real. Descendant. He he's a descendant of him, and so I don't think you can pull that card with Captain America because the guy literally wasn't in his own book for like five years when he was dead. Yeah, it was Bucky's book, so it literally is just people being Captain America. No, and I, and I get it's the spirit of Captain. He's doing the right thing, and it's it's being selfless. He got the shit kicked out of him for his son. All he wants to do is save his kid. I understand that. But I'm also like, okay, I, I, I don't care. You want a Captain Book, and I think um, maybe uh, if Takisa Coates is going to get you that kind of book that you want. I be really political. No, do you well, want that kind of cap? What kind of cap do you want? I guess I'm tr- I don't know. I don't, I don't, a I, preview was awesome. But I don't know. I haven't read enough Captain to know. Like I've read the uh, Rick Remender Captain where you know it's, he's not even on Earth for ha- the first half of it. And then he's fighting all these other super strong beings. I think maybe I haven't read. I haven't yeah. read a political captain. I've read. Then I've read the Mark Wade stuff, and I've read the uh, Falcon Cap. So I'm getting. A, I've got a whole like menagerie of stuff, but I haven't read a captain. Like, yes, I can understand that captain, and I believe in this captain because the first part of the Mark Wade run, I was fully into. It. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is Captain getting back to his roots after he became a ghost. And now we're not sure if he's ghost. I think he's still ghost cap, but he might not be ghost cap. He might just be captain. I don't know who that one. I don't know who the hell this is. Also, though, um, ghost and Cap's might, how, how did ghost cap make a kid? <laughs> Something that you don't know, though, Alex, is that uh, Mark Wade was only supposed to do like those first few issues. And that was he was only supposed to do like he's six. Only do six at that. And they extended it. And that's why Chris Hamley, like he, the Chris Hamley's last one, that's supposed to be the, both are the last one. So I feel like this arc is just Mark Wade be like, oh, I got, I got a story I can tell, but it's not really. It's filler. It's, it's yeah, it's it's good. It's really it's filler, but I don't think it's that's what that's the word I'm looking for. It's not fun. It's filler, right? But it's but not like I mean, a waste of money. It's either. not a waste of money. I don't feel mm-hmm. like. I feel like it's still that spirit of Captain America. But I understand what you're saying. Like the Ed Brubaker Captain America is the Captain America you're thinking of. Uh, we haven't really had that guy for a while. Like you said, Rick Remender was kind of like sci-fi-ish. And then we had Sam for a long time. And then we had uh, this Mark Wade, which has been a lot of Oh, then place. we have the Spencer Captain. Spencer Cap, the fake one. So, like, it's been a while since nah, he's, he's the actually... real one. Yeah, he's a ghost. No, he's Hydra real. Supreme in prison. Ghost Cap gone. is this fucking loser's uh, dad. <laughs> How is that possible? Ghosts can have kids? That's what I just asked you a little bit ago. How did Ghost Cap make a kid? Ghost is... <laughs> uh so i think go, go share i feel like takisi coates is captain is who you're looking for so like this is filler until i get there so filler can be you could take it or leave it depends on what you think about it and uh i think it's fine it's just a, it but it's an eight it's not i'm saying that oh, this is a six so i was it's not mind-blowing for me i read the first two books before, prior to this one's like oh okay that's fine Garrett, what do you think about this book no what rating what you, what's your what rating? rating um yeah, I was I was kind of leaning towards a seven, but now I'm thinking six. Nice. But I love the art. I just think like this was definitely kind of if issue one and two was part one, then when you get to issue four, I think that'll be the this has felt like a little bridging the gap issue. It didn't feel like much happened. The the one captain part in this whole issue I enjoyed and maybe maybe it wasn't this issue is Steve Rogers Captain America is being tortured by what the melter and somebody else. 
And they finally give up the, like, he's interrogating them and they go, well, we're the one who's torturing you. You can't be interrogating us. Then he finds out the information, rips himself out of the shackles he's in, beats the shit out of him. He's like, Captain, nice. Right. Anything else nope. to add? Nope. I'm ready All for right. you. Next, we have uh, Justice League number one, written by Scott Snyder with uh, pencils by Jim Chung and inks by Mark Morales. Um, this book was not my favorite. I mean, it, it is a Justice League book. There, it's a really good team. I feel, but I could just feel that Scott Snyder, like trying to do this thing that he thinks everyone's going to be like. Holy shit, so mystical with this message of this story to set up the Legion of Doom and set up the Justice League. It's like they have two opposing symbols and this whole little spark going across all the eons of the Legion of Doom. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, buddy, you like force the shit out of that message. The, the building of the League I was cool with. Um, but like you said, this whole big buildup to everybody and this, this whole pa- this page that you're looking at right the now. The first page is the best page of this book, I think. Oh, where right. he's going to the different eons of. Oh, no, I don't like that first page. You don't like that first like page? page? The page is fine. I'm just saying that. Justice League 1 this, million? This is, this is the build up to the years of um, of that big, why it's such a big thing, where it's, it's blown out of proportion. I mean, in terms of storytelling and in terms of comics, that first page is fine. In terms of what I was hoping not to get into, I don't like that page because, it, like you said, it it's once again being like this earth ending uh, not universe ending event that might be happening with this power whatever it is or whatever this thing is that are seeing the totality and i so the beginning of that book i actually didn't really didn't like while they're doing all this kind of mission stuff and i feel like i figured out what i don't like from scott so that beginning part they're like doing all this action they're talking back and forth which is the issues of metal that I didn't like was all that kind of action going on and them talking back and forth no justice same thing that i didn't like I don't think he writes that great of action scenes. Like, I don't think that's where his strong suit is. Well, you can tell because there's speech bubbles all over the freaking place. I think that's what it is. It's not really an action scene. He writes great. Like, he, they're like, the things they talk about and do in battle, it's like they're basically, he would be more comfortable if they were just sitting across the table and talking. But he's like, I got to have somehow forward this action. And so he has those scenes. But I don't think that's his strong suit. Now, once we get past that, and it's just him and the league basically around a table talking, I actually did enjoy that part. And the part with Luther uh, was okay. I actually did, but I like Luther in that scene. Um, I think the thing that bugs me is how much you write. They talk during. They're all doing these specific big action things. How do you have time to keep talking to each other when you should be focusing on beating the bad guys? Yeah, and they're kind of like being meta about each other, like so they're while only- they're taking care of all of this. It's, yeah. It was. It was comedy that didn't need to happen. It was like, again, it was forced. It almost felt too much Batman. Like on that page you're just looking at, they all do their Batman impersonations. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Be your own character. You don't have to all. Now, the Martian Manhunter bits, though. Oh, yeah, he's good. In this issue, I thought that was really awesome. Touching on his origin, his motivation. So you can kind of see why he should be the leader of this team. Um, I did really enjoy his iteration in this. But again, like when you get to all the forced, like the symbol of the Hall of Justice being spontaneously the same, uh, a supposed symbol from Mars. I'm like, oh, because yeah, because in the end of Metal, Marshman Hunter was like, well, let me draw what the Hall of Justice is going to look like. Conveniently, they're the same shape and everything. I'm like, that's just kind of corny to me. Question for you. Now, I uh, I haven't 
I haven't read Metal yet. I haven't finished that last issue. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Is that where the source wall gets destroyed? Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's all I needed to know. I thought, what? what? I don't remember that ever happening in the well, Justice they, they League. They talk about it in No Justice. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, then that's where I got it. It was either this issue they talked about and he talked something about, about metal. I was like, oh, okay. I guess that makes more sense than happening at the end of the Justice League by... Uh, shit, I can't remember who wrote it. Well, I also don't understand. We did have No Justice. Christopher Priest? There you go. And Green Arrow was never supposed to be part of the Justice League. And then here, he's fighting with the Justice League. I'm just like... Is is he? Make, he, he's, he shows up in it, oh, but at the he's table, he's Batman. not part of it. I know. Well, because neither is everybody else. These It's the original Justice League are at the table, or yeah. the, the, the leading person of that faction is at the table. So, like, the yeah. core six are, but there's still other heroes that are part of the Justice League. They include them all in the Hall of Justice. Well, I agree. But then when they bring them into the... Um, I know, but that's just team. representing that one team, that one little tiny faction of heroes. Yeah. So, so Green Arrow's with Batman. He's yeah. on Batman's team. Agreed. So Justice League. Yeah. I, I, okay, I understand that. Why are you mad that he's in the book? Because he, they established in the last couple of issues, uh, last couple of pages of No Justice Number 4, that Marshmander gives him the little, uh, the what's Babel. that called? The, ba- the Tower of Babel, basically being like, this is how you defeat the Justice League in case we get out of control. He's like, well, I'm not going to join you. He makes a big point. He's he, like, says that. he says, I can help you, but I'm not going to be one of you. I didn't work out the last time. Oh. I guess I just assumed if they asked him to play, he was going to come play with his bow. I just thought it was confusing that he was playing with them when he said he was like not going to be completely in. The art was great, Jim Chung. Yeah, Jim Chung did awesome. Um, but you can't see it half the time because there's so many damn speech bubbles. Yeah. Uh, when I was reading this book, I thought I remember thinking being like, I enjoyed this issue enough that normally I would be like, yeah, I'm into it. Let's get issue two. But then also I had this underlying thing about what this whole arc and the whole story is going to be about. Being like, do I want to go down that road again? Because it happens every time. You've heard on this podcast multiple times with Scott Snyder. I read No Justice 1 and 2. I'm like, man, it's so great. And then we get to the end. I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Same thing with, De- with Metal. I was like, hey, in the beginning, I was like, hey, this thing's great. And by the end, I don't like it anymore. So like, yeah. do I want to keep doing that? Do I want to waste the money and do that again? But I really do want a Justice League book. Right. That's and, but maybe I get one of the other two. Yeah, but I don't know. Legion of Doom, man. I know, I know. That's what I said. I did enjoy it. There's a lot of great things in this book. I think this had that same issue you were talking about with, uh, was it? No, it was Isola. Um, with the cold cuts, like the hard transitions, like it doesn't really fit like the timelines. They're kind of like smushed together again. Like you get that whole thing in the first page that kind of screws up how you conceive time. And then... You have the Justice League dealing with something, and at the same time, Lex Luthor's beating the shit out of Vandal Savage, as supposedly millions of years into the future, and then comes back through time. No, that happens same time. I, like, I, I assume that at the same time is that Vandal had brought these guys. Yeah, they here. he brought them from the past. from the past to here. They're all Nathander, Nathander. Also, I think Vandal <laughs> Savage looks a lot like Mandarin. <laughs> like, like what? Like, man, like the Mandarin? Wow, this I don't is DC. know. It just doesn't look in my head. He that's doesn't how he look looks like. like he's an immortal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how he looks like. Oh, really? I've never seen him other than that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking of from uh, Secret Six. He looked different than this. Oh, I, I thought he, I didn't even notice. But this anyway, this is him in his casual clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I said, it was fine. It was like a eight for me. I give it a seven. I uh, I didn't like the force symbol thing, and like when the cliffhanger doesn't get me excited for the next issue. I'm I don't really like, see. Like, so I said, everything worked for me. The cliffhanger worked. That really? page works when the Legion of Doom shows up. Everything worked for me. But I just saying that I I feel like I've gone down this road so many times that I know it doesn't end well for me. 
or what have I've enjoyed before from Scott. And I know Scott, people like people like No Justice, people like uh, Battle. It's I don't think it's for me the way I like doing stuff. So or reading. Um, so I'm not sure if I I'll get. I think I'm gonna I keep going until I figure out I don't like it. Then I'll. But I know yeah. when to drop it now. Adam Strange. Yeah. Who? Adam Strange. Adam Strange. He's in the beginning of the book. I don't remember that. He's fighting with one of the... I think he's fighting with Hot Girl. He's talking to Right? Oh, no. That was Cal. I thought he was up here, too. I don't know. I didn't know who that character was. But anyway, because I was wondering why is he being choked out by Vandal Savage. Uh, One complaint. Why would you put Joker on your team? Like, he's just... he, He seems too crazy. Like, I would bring in the Riddler if you're going to bring in a Batman villain, someone who's at least kind of composed. Why does the Suicide Squad need Harley Quinn? Well, because oh, Margot Robbie's on it, so they need sex appeal, apparently. And Joker doesn't have sex appeal? What do you mean, joke? You, you know why he's on that team. Scott, Scott likes Joker. I, so. well, that, I mean, that's the thing is that it just it seemed too staple for Batman. It's like, really? Branch out. There's other characters to choose from who I think would ser- serve a better I purpose. I think it does add a nice little, not in terms of a like, wild card. you're thinking of logically, why would the guy include this guy on your team? But in terms of storytelling, it is nice to have a ticking time bomb to be like, this guy, you don't know if he's going to stick with these guys or if he's going to turn on them. It does make for a nice, suspenseful thing to be like, this guy's a wild card in the whole thing. Well, you nailed it right on the head. I'm doing logically. Why would you bring a psycho on your team? Cheetah makes sense. But Speed, as we've Gorilla said multiple Grind, times, free power. your mind and the rest will follow. Uh, to be fair, I actually enjoyed this issue, though. Like, I, this, this, I think you enjoyed the most out of all of us. I mean, I'm yeah. still giving it a seven. It's not like I'm like, yeah, oh, hell it. yeah, here's a ten. Um, I, but uh, after being Justice League, no justice, I don't really give a shit about this team. At least here, I actually kind of gave a crap for the fact that these bad guys, um, scary as shit. You've got a whole shitload of strong characters to actually go up against this big team. I think I'm just sick of Scott Snyder hand-holding his artists. Just Why can't you let the art do more of the work? I that's I that's just, relinquishing power. I know, but I'm, I'm well, literally... I think with Capullo, he did, he did that. I know I think, he did, I think, but I think now he hasn't done that since. Though, Batman was amazing. You just said it yourself. When's the last good mini or maxi you read by Scott Snyder that you enjoyed? Yeah, I guess I really haven't enjoyed anything he's done since Batman. I think I Capullo think, is probably one that says, fuck you, I'm just going to draw I say, this. I think Capullo had a saying going, uh, either let me tell the story the way it needs to be told in art, and we dial down how many speech bubbles you get, because you're right, there's way too much talking, and I love just letting me enjoy the book. Yeah. Uh, I think in American Vampire, he does better a better job about letting the art tell a story. Also, I think Albuquerque but also, to say to the, Yeah, but also I think that's not as complicated as the plot of that. So, uh, Paper Girls, number 21, Brian Kivan. Cliff Chang, Matt Wilson on colors. This is the uh, first ish- issue in a New York after a hiatus. How many uh, months, Alex? I'm guessing four. It's been a little bit. Um, we're back now. They're in the year uh, 2271, something like that, right? 2171. 2171? <laughs> At least according to Mac, because I don't think she even knew. What do you mean? Then they asked the tree? The tree told them the what, 71st year of the... the 21st century? No, 22nd century, 22nd I can't remember. Century. Oh, yeah, right. Then it is 2117. Uh, and they are on the planet. They're trying to figure out they're in Cleveland, Ohio still. And uh, the elders that are looking for them know that they're there, but they can't see them because their DNA is hidden, right? Yes. Uh, and they are looking for answers. But at this point, they've gone through so many timelines. Max, like, go to the library. That's where all the answers are. They go there. And, uh, Wait, I have two questions up yeah. to this point. 
I feel like I missed an issue. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember how they got sucked into the next place. Twenty was one before this, huh? Twenty was one. I know that. I don't remember how Tiffany two thousand whatever how she got up how she get back together with them. I don't remember how they brought her with her. How they brought her with them? Right. She was not in the last arc. Yes, she was. I remember. She was the she was the driver of the spaceship because she's the goth goth guy's girlfriend or wife. Oh right, right, right. Okay, that last issue you yeah. mean of the arc. But what's your next question? Uh, Yes, I did have two. Um, Where, like, I don't remember. Why do they go to the future to escape the 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 robots fighting each other? Yeah. Okay. I mean the whole the whole thing of this story should be just called not Runaways because that's already been made by Marvel. But that's kind of what this is. It's just escaping from one portal to the next to get somewhere. But again, I don't know what the whole I don't know what the the subtle story is now, other than they're being hunted by the old. They're just the running away from the elders. I mean, I think that's been the storyline for a while. Yeah. Uh, we do get a little dream sequence of Mac in the library, and the librarian turns into the Ghostbusters. Turns into a worm, and she kills them, and she doesn't know what's really going on, and then she wakes up, and I think maybe that's where she's like, "Let's go to the library," and um, <laughs> let's go to the library. Let's go there. I know something happens there, and I'm tired of this. She says. Um, but then she sees when she's library, she goes, Do you have a cure for leukemia? And they're like, Yeah, we do. All the cancers. All the dared. cancers of this uh, kind. Been eliminated. Been eliminated. And she's like, All right. So that's where we're going now. Like we said on the forecast, and uh, I did enjoy this issue once again. I don't like, I, there's not really a, like, it does seem like it's not in focus, but maybe it's supposed to be loose. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on. But it really is just about the characters doing stuff. So, like, if you enjoy them enough to, like, throw them in random situations where it feels like it actually is happening and have this elder threat that they never, like, really do anything, uh, then you'll enjoy it. I think you have to, like, kind of, like, shut off your brain and be like, this is actually going to go somewhere and be like, okay, it's not going to. I think this is the first one that I'm actually like, okay, there may be an end, not an end game to the whole story, but an end point for Mac going, okay, I can cure myself. Yeah. So, I'm like, at least there's something... In the end of this tunnel. That's what I mean. I think we'll get a character arc, but there's going to be no plot resolution. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've, I've been working really hard to turn that off. And, like, this was my most enjoyable issue in a long time. Uh, again, because, like, I know who the characters are, not, are now at this point. Um, I think going to the library kind of helped my brain be like, okay, all this stuff is cataloged. It's logged up. So whatever answers we find, this is definite. And that's better than not knowing anything. Like, I have the last 20 issues, so... I enjoyed it. It was an eight. A lot of eights today for me, but I'd probably give this one an eight. It had, it had good art. The art was strong, and they're and actually you like pink covers, dude. I really do. There's something about pink covers I do like. It's a good cover. I'm sticking at a seven. Seven. I like this I think time. It, I think it keeps the pace with the rest of the series. I like this time uh, that they're in because it's not like 100 percent like our time. Like the last one was 2000, and then there we had before that we had 2017, 2016, mm, something like that. And uh, I like that this is like way in the future. Because I like the ones that are like way in the future, way in the past, because then it's a little different. So, I mean, it's enjoyable. I believe, actually, if you were reading this in trades, you'd be like, yeah, it's pretty good. Once again, a book, I think, works better in trades. So, but we're reading books. We'll never know that because we're not going to go back and read them all. (laughs) I think I would. I I think I would when this got finished up just to read the whole thing. And Hoopla now, I am reading the last trade over again. Oh, really? Yeah. So, we've got, what is this? The uh, Immortal Hulk, number one. (laughs) I couldn't remember if it's I was like how you're looking at it. Win. Like how you're looking at it. What is this? <laughs> well, I like I knew it's Hulk, but I was like, what's the what's his oh, adjective? I you that, have it open. So yeah. I thought you're looking at the cover and you're like what no, is No, I this? did look at the cover because I couldn't remember if it's immortal or incredible. So anyway, the immortal Hulk 
number one, written by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett did the penciling. And Paul Mounts, color artist. And Alex Ross did the bitchin' cover. Is the Alex Ross cover? Yeah. That is good. Yeah, he did the Hollywood cover for Hulk. Um, what do you guys think? I really enjoyed this. I, I did too. It fun. It's my pick this of this week. Yeah, this uh, this was the strongest book I read of this week. The first opening that that opening what ten pages? Uh, so good. Can I say also? This might be hyperbole, but uh, I am gonna say because I do actually believe this. Of the new, ever since Marvel had their uh, even legacy, I'll go back to legacy. Since legacy, I think this is the strongest launch to any book. It's the book that feels most different. It's the book that feels like maybe somebody's going to try to do something that's not the same Marvel books we've been getting. And I think Al Ewing, what he's trying to do here for this character is him getting assigned this character and saying, no, I'm tired of Hulk always being about let's smash some things and let's be an action book or something like that. What? Let's go back to being the Heckle and Jide, uh, Hyde. Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. Hyde. Um, story of being like, this man lives with a monster inside of him. Is he okay with that? Is he okay with what the monster does when he's asleep? And is he okay with living with himself, like with this guy that he can't control, basically? I mean, and we see that it's like the last freaking page is like the most terrifying thing in the whole book. I mean, the, the book is actually pretty uh, suspenseful. Suspenseful. And I don't want to say scary because it's not like I actually got scared, but it is terrifying in a way. I think, if, I think if the, the bikers in this book, though, you are terrified. No, yeah. yeah and yeah. for the, the end result is he never kills anybody, but man, he sure does break a lot of bones. He, yeah, he breaks all their bones, makes sure like they're in a coma and the, well, the main guy's in a coma and never going to wake up, they don't think. Uh, but at the end, when he's Bruce Banner staring in the mirror and he's like, uh, Am I a bad person? Am I a bad person? And Hulk asks, What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Hulk's saying, and it's just like, and he smiles that creepy smile too. That's seeing the Hulk smile. I do like the Hulk that we get in this is not super dumb. He actually talks full sentences. He's intelligent, and because I think it's going to be better for the story that way. And when you get those couple pages in the middle when he meets up with the, uh, uh, go a little bit back there when he meets up with the main uh, bad guy in this issue and he like meets him face to face and it's like two pages of the Hulk just like staring at him. Or then you get there's the, two two page spreads. Yeah, so it's like yeah. That, this oh, this is a scary so page. So good, that page <laughs> oh. and the one before it. Uh, that I think it it solidified for me being like I think this is a book I'm going to be in for a long a long while. Yeah, well that scene in the when they're in the um, gas station and you you see Banner just lose when she, the girl gets shot, a girl gets shot, and he's just like you you just you and then he gets shot, and then the first fucking thing the Hulk says was. Her name was whatever, Andra, Sandy, Sandy, whatever. And then he's like, she was 12. And then like beats the shit out of him. Uh, then he gets shot. And that moment also like. Dusted off. Yeah. Um, so normally this age of comic books, like in Batman, there's a scene where we'll talk about later where somebody gets hurt and blood goes on their face, but it's like black because they want to make it red because they don't make it too violent. In this book at the beginning, like you're talking about, a 12-year-old girl gets shot and bleeds down to the floor and they don't hide anything. Right. So that opening for me, even though the rest of the book is like terrifying and scary, that opening is shocking for me for like to see that in kind of a Hulk book. And also to be like, oh, okay, he's going to go there. Like He's going to be like, no, this I know, bad I was expecting happen. Hulk to block it. And yeah. you just be like, oh, she's fine. And then it's like, oh, shit, she actually did die. Because you actually do see Bruce's hand kind of go try to do something. Right. 
and uh, he's not quick enough. Well, then he, but it, he doesn't even get a second to really say anything other than you just, then he gets shot in the head. Yeah. Right. Which was so cool. And I just, oh man. I think it's one of the best ways to bring back one of the most beloved characters of the Mar- Marvel Universe. I mean, you don't have to explain, you know, obviously everyone knows that he died. And I don't think, I, I hope they never even touch him coming back to life or they can, but like that doesn't need to be in this book. That doesn't need to be included. The nice thing they actually kind of did in this issue without having to drown you in it, just going, uh, yeah, Bruce died, but the other guy brought him back. Yeah. And there's like a magazine in the background where you see the Hulk. Is he back? Or like they said, this monster. They told the Avengers. And, uh, and then there's like a new story later. Well, Uh, I do explain it in the Avengers, no surrender or whatever that book was, but didn't read it. No, but I mean like in this issue, like Alex was saying, it's not like hit you over the head being like, he's back guys. It's, it's kind of actually kind of subtle. And, um, by the end of it, I think this is a great first issue to set up what they're trying to do here. And it's a great first issue to set the tone for this book to be like, this book is not, uh, fun at all. Um, and I say that saying that it's a great book, right? Uh, but it's not going to be about fun things like the girl gets killed, the 12 year old girl gets killed, the cashier gets killed. Uh, he goes and destroys everybody. Like Alex said, he breaks all their bones in their body and puts one guy in a coma. It's not a nice Hulk. And at the end, Bruce is terrified of what he's done, terrified of who he is, and he can't stop it. He's literally a monster wandering across America and he can't control himself. Do you, did you guys read the letters page by Al? No, I haven't. So I just want to say what he explained in there. He brings up the first six issues that ever came out of the Hulk. And that is, I mean, I've read that before. Have you read the first six issues of Hulk? No. Um, you know, the mythos are a little different before it was, it was only at night. The Hulk would come out it, and during the day. It was, he's kind of like a vampire almost. That was oh, the, really? that was the original mythos. Now they change it to anger. Um, so I do really, cause he says that a lot of inspiration for doing this story is those first six issues of the incredible Hulk. Um, and they're, so, I've read them before and they're amazing. Like they're really good. Um, obviously they're, you know, dated, but, um, you can just see the inspiration that he's drawing into this. And series. they did say the cops were like, he came out at night. Yeah. Like they didn't say that. And you know, yeah, that might explain the different kind of Hulk that we got. And then Bruce, like the way that Bruce kind of can see them, but he's not coming out. Like he didn't come back to life when he was angry. He would have came back if when he got shot if that happened. So maybe now the Hulk, since he's back, like you said, he's going to come back when, at night, and that's when the monster is free. Right. I love this. This was a ten for me. Much ten. like in Gotham City, all the bad guys do bad stuff during the day. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I give this a nine. I really did enjoy this. I'm glad I picked it up. Um, I was apprehensive about getting it. But if all the other number ones that are going to be coming out, Deadpool, Spider-Man, whatever, if they can do anything like what this book did, they'll all have a great jumping on point. Uh, I agree with that. If the rest of them can do whatever they want like this book can and go to these kind of storytelling levels, then I think the change in editor-in-chief was good, and I think the books will be better. Yep. I, this is the first thing I've seen from Marvel in a while to make me think, Maybe it's going to change. Maybe it's going to be better. I need to read Black Panther from what? Two, I do too. I haven't ago. read it yet. I haven't read it yet, but I've disappointed heard. myself. Really? You haven't read it? No. I read it the first day. Well, some of us had to work during that day. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but I still like Deadpool. I keep looking at it. It's on the top of my stack. And I was like, man, I can't wait to read this. Uh, that cover looks so good. Black Panther looks so good. And knowing that uh, it's the same writer for Captain America, yeah. right? So yeah. I, uh, it was really I'm cool. amped to be getting into these Marvel books. Just, I, want, I want them to stay strong. Hulk, 
Smash. Had to do it. Um, next, we have oh shit, Batman number forty-eight, written by Tom King, with art and cover by Michael Mikel Hanin. Um, what do you guys think about this book? Not, um, not what I was anticipating. I went in from that destination number zero, and that scary Joker is what I expected in here. And, y- and yes, he's still scary, but it's not that. Um, you mean gun- those opening pages weren't terrifying? I, I just told you he was still scary, <laughs> but he wasn't nearly as scary as what he was in that issue of just staring you down. Um, well, I think it's hard to do that when you're talking about Batman. Batman's not going to get scared. So. No, no, I don't want... I'm not saying Batman needs to be scared. I get these people are plenty terrified. But as the reader, am I as scared? No. Does that make sense? <laughs> I guess. Like, when I, I read exactly. when I read DC Zero, I was I was scared. I was like, wow, this, this is so fucking scary. This, I wasn't scared. Yes, Batman's going to burst through a window. Uh, they're going to duke it out. Joker's going to jab her way too well, I guess too what much. I mean is, yeah, I understand. Like, you can get scared, but Joker wouldn't act like that because he's not trying to scare the Batman. Batman's not going to get scared. He's, he's scaring these people. Look at this guy's praying He's trying here. to draw out Batman. Yeah, he's, this guy's praying here while everybody's getting murdered in the background, and then he kills this guy, too. And then Batman shows up, and then he's funny because he's like, that's his deflector for Batman's to be hilarious and be like, hey, you like kid. <laughs> Which was crazy about this, you know, Joker going to a live wedding to get Batman. <laughs> Not that even was that. Fucked up. He went to one wedding, killed everybody, and was like, "How am I going to get Batman here?" Oh wait, no, everybody's dead. And so he went to that that one. And was like, "I got to keep a hostage," and he like couldn't control himself. And so like he does keep a hostage, but then she dies, and uh, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, who's the hostage now?" And he's like, "Oh, I guess it's you." Um, when he does, okay, I'm just talking about that opening again. When you get this cityscape drawn by Hanin. Holy fuck, that's good. The city looks so good. Or the cathedral. The cathedral. I was going to yeah. say that. I'm just mean the city's building. in the background, but oh, okay. but oh man, does it look good. Um, Well, and then I think once Joker starts talking to Batman, it's like a freaking swan song the rest of the book. Like I, me myself, like I just got like entranced by everything that he was saying that by the end I was like, I don't know, I got sucked in real quick. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I like, Joker's dialogue. It felt a lot like animated series Joker to me. Oh. No, I know. I like the jokier no. um, kind of Joker more. I do kind of wish that Clay Man was doing these all, though. I wish because I do Man's notice art. the difference. I think you art. would get the kind of terrifying look if you had the Clay Man art. Uh, They're saying that. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's my problem is that this Joker looks too clean. Yeah, he still a, looks too well Anine, composed. Yeah, that's Hanin. That's what he does. And I. This was fine. This was like I think it's my favorite art I've seen from Hanin, though. Like it's yeah, way more textured yeah. than it's ever been. And he does do smooth things, but I think this is he's getting better and not making it too smooth. I didn't realize he'd gone to two weddings. He'd already gone to one wedding, killed everybody. Yeah. And in this one he needed a bargaining chip. He he talked and you said I went to one wedding and I thought, How do I get Batman here? Oh, I need a hostage and I looked around and I killed everybody already. So I decided to go to the cathedral and uh I needed to get a hostage. And okay. even at the beginning like he's killing everybody because he can't help himself, and uh, finally he gets a hostage, and he's like, "Oh wait, no, I got to save you. I can't kill you." And then and Batman he keeps comes. unintentionally shooting yeah. his hostages. Like when he shoots the wife in front of Batman, I was like, "The balls on you, man!" Like to do. I mean, I I'm surprised they didn't show blood splatter like throw on. Oh, Batman that was to say in this book. Uh, speaking of, so in Hulk they actually showed the blood, and it was like, "Oh, geez, what's going on here?" And this one, uh, the blood was the blood he throws was all, a battering. In his yeah, cheek. and it's like black stuff comes out of his face, and it's like, okay. You censored the blood, so right, which is a DC thing. You obviously Henning probably did it 
in as red blood and they were like, oh, make that black. Oh, but that's weird because Deathstroke, um, when Tony S. Daniel was doing it, they had blood everywhere oh, that's, and it was but that's, red. That's a different book though. That's, that's I see. In Batman, it needs to be yeah. censored. I was going to say in if you're DC, a bad guy, you can bleed. DC, like in their main books, does not allow that kind of stuff. So mm. that's what they're probably. That's how they were pitching that. That's thing, disappointing. So. I think what's really awesome is that every. I mean, as much as I love the Joker stuff too, Batman is just completely silent this entire issue. Almost uh, like ninety five percent. Amen. Yeah, other than saying Amen, he's just staring at him. Um, I do have to say though you can definitely feel like this is only half a story and i did like that tom king put down like best man and then under it says part one i mean i it was always gonna be the part one of the arc but i don't know to me that just kind of signaled like hey obviously there's more story coming because i didn't feel like it was a complete like beginning to ending issue and i know that's every comic but i just mean this one itself felt like there was just a little less because i need more story to fill in the gap um, you know what I mean? Because like you know, there's I guess this I conversation. Know. It just felt like I, a conversation. I know, but there's their conversation, like you know, the one that Catwoman's having with herself, where she's like, "Stay here, cat. He's not like anyone else, cat. He's too dangerous, cat." You know, like that kind of thing, where she's talking as Batman did, and then he she jumps in. You know, I think I just I don't know. I, I agree with that. Me. I mean, the ending wasn't super strong to be like right. the end of the issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I do think in terms of, of the story, I think there's enough here to be like, oh, that's good enough for right now. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the Joker in here. I can see what you're saying, Alex. Maybe he's not... We, but I think maybe that's what makes the Joker so terrifying that he can be like this jokey guy. And then a second before, he was killing all people and he doesn't see like what the difference is. And he can hold a guy hostage in his own house and like act super crazy. So the thing is, he's such a, like I said before in the Justice League review, such a wild card that you don't know what kind of joke you're going to get. And that's the reason why he, like, acts so differently. But, uh, yeah, so I guess I don't know. I I really did enjoy this issue. I don't know what we'll get in uh, the second one, more of the same, more actually like a full out kind of uh, scary Joker. Like, what's his the, what's his end game going to be? He's not, I was uh, whatever be best happens man. in 49 is definitely going to... Get you like psyched for fifty? Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, it really has to be like, boom, fifty's right. coming. Like, so, what is the Joker's end game to be like? What does he want from Batman? I think that's what maybe Garrett, what you're trying to say is like that story hasn't revealed itself right. yet. So it's kind of just Batman. I mean, Joker talking to Batman. It's like, what are we getting at here? Like, yes, right. he wants. He's mad that he's getting married, and like, I'm not your best man. But like, does he really think that Batman's gonna make him his best man? No. But what does he want then? Right. And, that's uh, I think that's where I'm coming from. Is because like Tom King's so good at opening and closing a single issue that I'm, I've, it's been a while since I've seen him try to tell one story cohesively over because he's done like many issues that o- tell an overarching arc. This one literally feels like this is just part one of the mini yeah. story and I don't know okay, what, the, what, what the rest of the message is. Well, yeah, this definitely, this definitely, I'll give a rating for this, but it really, this does like if this next one does not meet what should happen, like if it doesn't live up to this whole thing, this one is going to be worse because of that second issue that comes out, I, maybe that's my problem right now. Is I want I want the end of this arc because th- I thought this issue was really weak for me personally. Uh, I didn't care for this Joker. Every time Joker gets punched, somehow he's still talking through it. I mean, literally, I imagine he gets punched and is still talking while he's getting punched. Just like, dude, shut up, take a hit and then go down, then get back up and talk. But I just there's something I don't know what it was, and maybe I don't I don't like the jokey Joker. I want the crazy nut job who thinks he's funny which realize he thinks he's funny i don't know there's just i thought he's very funny, yeah, that was very oh, funny. i never laughed a single time 
uh, I thought it was pretty funny. And actually, like what Gary was saying, it's kind of terrifying that he's funny and you're like going along with him. And it's like, oh, wait, not I'm not supposed to be laughing with him. Like he's a crazy guy. Like he, he just killed all these people. But I'm still like laughing at what he's telling Batman. And when like he kills that the bride on accident, it's supposed to be he's like, oh, damn, it's like a joke. And yeah. like, it's, I was like, what the fuck? Like it made me laugh like that. But it's also kind of like, dude, he's just killing people, like taking Batman's attention. Pretty sure my co-hosts are sociopaths. So, <laughs> or it's the person who doesn't laugh. Okay, that's that. <laughs> Do you? I mean, you have a, if you had a moral code not to let anyone kill themselves. I'm and even sorry, the Joker. I would let the Joker kill himself. Obviously, I know, but obviously, obviously then you would have, never be Batman. I have obviously no problem watching him kill everybody else. I missed the first uh, thirty people he killed. Okay, stood there. How many and Batman? How many Batman versus Joker stories have you read? Uh, too many. And okay, he, and, and has he, he killed him ever once, or let him kill himself? No, but have Boom. you have you watched Batman Begins? He I don't just, have he to did save kill you. him once, huh? Killing Joe, but didn't actually kill him. He made the action. The thunder happened. We don't know. I I'm sorry. I would let him kill himself. Plus, they both got the shit blown out of him by a bomb. No one's got any blood. I know we got to censor it. I just <laughs> I like how. Two things that you don't like are that a he's getting punched and still talking, so like that's not possible. And they get one up the bomb. Like for me, that was just like, oh yeah, like Bam, obviously Batman and Joker can survive the bomb. Well, we already know Batman will survive. That's not a problem. He's got uh, Kevlar in his mat, at his cowl. I just, I'm what just about his I'm, face right here, though. You, you seem concerned when I tell you the logics of things. This is one of those things. It, it still bugged me, even though I can look. But past also, you're it. talking logic about a bat who just flew in a window at a cathedral. Uh, Catholic uh, Church, and that's not logical. But you bought into that. That's I can, what that's I can believe. He can fly through that window. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you don't. You don't. Uh, you don't. But you buy into the logic that Joker can. Uh, wear you don't mean to get logical. There's no way that that batarang went in only like a millimeter of his skin. It would have gone through his skull. Well, or at least gone through his cheek. An inch, at you least. don't know if that makeup is uh, armor. Also, I suppose. Alfred's under there. That's why. That was a nine for me. It was good. Oh, this is like a seven. I'm gonna set an eight. So we're seven, eight, nine. Uh, well, I was eight. six afraid of seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I had to do it. It's Batman forty-eight. I saw a number three. The immoral, immoral, immortal, immortal. Is it immoral or immoral? Immortal. There's a T. Not not dead. Can't die. Immortal. Immortal the God Hulk, Hulk number one. Captain America number seven oh three, uh Paper Girls number twenty one and that's it. That's all the books we read this week. Uh make sure to visit your local comic book shop and pick up those books or pick them up online anytime. Wherever you go, I'm not sure where you go. Uh a shop. Um you don't go to shops online, do you? I think they're still considered a shop. There's this called the online online Store. shop. Comicsology. There's other ones, too. Comicsology is mostly where it's at. Oh, just to let you guys know, I don't know if you saw it, that they did with that new Cloak and Dagger series came out three days ago. They also spontaneously released a Comicsology series that's only digital. Hmm. You can only get it digitally. Supercon 2018, Return of the Con, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Tickets on sale at supercon.com. Alex, we're going to be there doing a show, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to be there on the 28th doing a uh, live show for everyone. What's it going to be called? Wednesday Comics, After Dark. Dark. And not only us are going to be there, a lot of people are going to be there. Phil Hester, right, Gary? Yes, Phil Hester, the uh, current artist of Batman Beyond. Uh, he's done other projects like Shipwreck. Um, he's done some Swamp Thing that you may or may not have seen in uh, some Holland Files that came out recently. Not only Phil, Science Steve, Shay Fontana, Tony Fleece, 
Uh, Travis and I, Midwest All Pro, doing a show the 28th. They'll be doing a show that night. That's the main attraction that night. Jill Thompson, Ryan Cody, John Allen, and more. Tom Wynn. Uh, gonna be at supercon.com make sure there's a lot going on that weekend I would say if I am gonna tell you any kind of advice by that weekend pass you won't regret it you got map concert that night also you got Wednesday comics after dark and then you got a whole weekend of uh, stuff to do people to see supercon.com for more information on comicsology uh, for our feature here we're gonna play a little game. It's uh, called Sevens. We played it before on this show. Can you play the Seventh Heaven theme song before we play it? I mean, like when you edit things. Seventh Yeah, surely make more work for me. I mean, it'd be fun. Uh, here's <laughs> how it works. We'll play this game. Uh, you click start on this little game here called uh, Sevens. It's going to read off seven cards with seven seconds for each card. It's going to have something on it like Green Lantern. And I can't say Green Lantern, but Alex has to guess it by my clues. Uh, I can say Hal Jordan. Green Lantern. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted me to say pilot, that. Pilot, dumbass. Yeah, I pointed at you. Idiot. Green Lantern. <laughs> uh, the quicker you answer, the more points you get. You get seven seconds. So if you answer it in, uh, with five seconds left, you get five points. And we'll see who has the highest score. Uh, should we keep track? If you want. <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> to be fair, I am not good at this game. Like I can guess just fine. It's uh, telling people what to say is. Oh, really? Not, is not my strong suit. You want to go first? Yes, we can. Click start. You have to click the card to go to the next one when you get it right. If he doesn't get it right, you can't skip. Just let it run out. So my, I'm, I'm, yeah. Garrett. Okay. Do it for Garrett. Hold on a second here, Alex. Uh, who should get the points? The person who's doing it, or the person who's getting it. Well, I he, assume he, he's the one that describes it. He should get the point. All right, no, no, you're right. Right. You have to I, I'm, I yeah. want. I want you to get points. Yeah, so right, yeah, don't yeah. Want you to get it's going to be Garrett's. Yeah, points. why don't you try to fuck me up then? Why? Because he wants. <laughs> he wants you to get points. <laughs> because mess because up you him? can't be uh, impartial to like, yourself. Like it's a team thing where I, okay. if I suck. Yeah, we'll but, see. Who's that's the best. why you don't get points. There you go. We'll see who's the best team. Alex and Garrett go first. Ready when you're ready. Go. Three, two. Uh, Wolverine's enemy, uh, Sabretooth. Uh, his girlfriend, ex- or Cyclops' girlfriend, uh, Jean Grey. Uh, not the Hulk, but his a- AKA Bruce Banner. Uh, this is gonna be hard. Uh, not a demon, but a uh entity. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Kurt Wa- Kurt Wagner is Nightcrawler. And I was called this name from Spider Man. Uh, Green Goblin. Dirt Clayman. Clayface. A Sandman. Shit. Well, you would have gotten this last one. Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Yeah. You fucked it up. I counted wrong. I'm not going to count the last point. How much you get? He would have gotten 13 then. 13 points. It's not <clears throat> fair. He fucked up. Yeah, I, say, I fucked he up. He should get a seven well, point then, deduction. You guys are a team. That's how you messed it up. So Let's we're a team. So we're co- collecting our points together. Yeah. No, it's you and I are a team. He and you are a team. Uh, he and I yeah, are we're going to go around. Garrett? So fuck up Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we're going to go the opposite way. I get you. I get you. So go ahead and try. I'll fuck you both up. Uh, when I'll you're win. ready, hit start. For you? Yeah, yep. for me, baby. I'm just making sure. So we're going to do six rounds. Seven rounds, dummy. I'm just kidding. Six <laughs> rounds. Yep, six rounds. All right. Go. You ready? I'm ready. I'm always ready. Three. I was born ready. Two. One. Um, Batman lives in. Batcave. 
Wayne the, Manor. The city. Gotham City. That's horrible. Um, Clint Barton. Hawkeye. Uh, Selena Kyle. Catwoman. Um, we read. What? We read what? Comic books. Um, Reed Richards. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. Um, Peter Parker. Spider-Man. Uh, damn it. Um, uh, damn. Norman Osborn as a Iron Man. Fuck. Iron Patriot. Got 22, 22. though. Feeling 22? That's pretty good for those horrible clues. What are you talking about? We read... We read I, what? To be fair, that's This hard. is a you comic book podcast. You could have literally been like, what are we talking about on this podcast? No gestures. Where's that fucking rule in here? <laughs> I don't think Sevens is like, yeah, make got, sure you, you would have gone Immortal Hulk. Gotham lives in what? A fucking... I mean, a Batman lives in what? A house? A fucking box? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> a box? He might. A belfry? When he used to live in the streets before he became Batman? He lived in the box. Alex, you ready? Yeah. Watch this shit. No, this is going to suck. 49 points right here. Yeah, sure. Four and a half. Three. Uh, she's married to Black Panther. Storm. Uh, Sue can make one of these around her. Force field. Daredevil loves. He is ears. Electra. Electra. Uh, Red Skull holds this and he disappears. Uh, Cosmic Cube. Uh, Superman fights this and dies. Uh, Doomsday. Uh, he's the Atlantean King, Marvel. Uh, Submariner. What's his name? Namor. Uh, Superman works here. Daily Planet. 23. <laughs> would have had one second more if I would have said. <laughs> hey, I wanted to give you that seven points. So right now the score is Alex to Garrett was 13. Garrett to Marvin was 22. And then Marvin to Alex was 23. So let's watch the weak link is going to be me asking questions. <laughs> uh, so how do we do this now? So now it goes to me to you. And then me to him. You to him. Okay. Him to me. Okay. There you go. I'm ready when you're ready. I don't know why I need Alex. to like, I got to face you. I can just. Three. Oh, oh okay. Never mind. Too late. Uh, Jean Grey's boyfriend. Scott. What's his Summers? What's his Cyclops? Okay. Uh, <laughs> we said Gene Green said Phoenix. Beast, Beast Boy is on this team. Teen Titans. Uh, Sue can make these four. Four shield. Yeah. Uh, my favorite characters. There's four of them. Reptiles. Timothy. Uh, big guy eats planets. Uh, Galactus. Marvel. Yep. Uh, the mighty Thor. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> not their. Bruce is Batman. What are they called together? Keep your city. Sorry. Is that it? Alter Ego. Oh. I don't know how to ask that one. Well, Nin- how much was it? 19. Really is me, the weekly. <laughs> <laughs> that, would uh, be, that would be tough to say. That one's, I don't know how to get you to say 19? Alter Ego. Yeah. I would have been like maybe Clark Kent Superman. Also, I was going to say something. I realized it wasn't fair to Garrett, so I didn't say it. Was that I noticed that Alex like holds his finger away over here. And so he goes, so like it takes a second for you to push it. <laughs> so you're losing points. I'm saying here, I'll show you. I gotta hold on my mic though. Your fucking giant sausages are supposed to be close. <laughs> well, this, but it's, I mean, I, I do it. Look at this. Look at this. This is how you're doing it. Well, me and Garrett are like right here. Yeah, but that's how you accidentally move it. <laughs> so you get more points. So you guys are saying, cheating and getting more points. I'm just saying you're wasting a second. So you're right handed, but you're a left pointer. Is what you're trying no, to I'm left handed, but he's not right handed. He's left handed just like Namor. I don't know if Namor's left handed. Yes, he's a mutant. Of Three, two, here we go, baby. Uh, the mighty Thor. Uh, Phoenix. Jean Grey. Uh, his wife's uh, Frozen. Uh, Mr. Freeze. Uh, blue guy. He has the Amazon show. Uh, the Tick. 
uh, the uh, where the Spider-Man works? Uh, Daily Bugle. Uh, Bucky is Winter Soldier. Uh, Thor animal version is what? Uh, uh, oh no, no, this is I had it totally wrong. That, that uh, was that was on me. X Men. I mean, no, I thought. Yeah, it's not Frog. It's Toad from X Men. But for uh, some reason, I thought that Thor was a Toad, and I was like, "No, he's a fucking frog." And by that point, I was gone. I was like, Bader "It's still Bader. twenty-four points." I still that's, we didn't get one, and still beat Alex. <laughs> I already told you. Hey, on the that's we- top I told, score so far. But to be fair, I already told you on the weak link. It looks like I'm the strong link here. Look at this: 23, 24. So now I ask Alex. Yeah. Yep. Now you gotta ask me. <clears throat> by the way, also I looked at the Daily Bugle and I stared at this thing, and I was like, "What does that last word say?" I could not figure <laughs> <The it> out. Bugle. <laughs> I literally thought it said the Daily Bulge. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck is the Daily Bulge? <laughs> Which comic has the Daily Bulge? Sucks, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, that might be a bad little uh, parody there. All right. Game on. Three, two, one. Um, Quicksilver Sister. Uh, Scarlet Witch. Um, Hulk has... I, I Anger that. issues. Yep, I fucked that one up. Um... Alligator in the sewers for Batman. Brock. Um, Maniacal laugh. Joker. Uh, Spider-Man sewer creature. Lizard. Um, Superman is. Clark Kent. He lives in. Gotham. Uh, not Metropolis, but. Gotham City. No. Smallville. Superman. Thank you. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> he, <laughs> he lives here. Twenty. You guys went from one question to the other with saying the same character all no, the no, time. No, no, I oh. know, but I didn't understand that he was still Clark Kent. I fucked up on uh, superpowers. Here's the final scores here. Alex to Garrett, 13. Alex to me, 19. Garrett to Marvin, 22. Garrett to Alex, 20. Marvin to Alex, 23. And Marvin to Garrett, 24. So I'm average. You're in the middle. Alex, I'm the weak week. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're the shit. You're the shit. Do you guys both bro. want to do this for fun while we end this? This show is actually uh, going to run a little short. So let's do a little something that uh, just to end the show on before I get into the, the plugs here. Stick, for, stick around for the end. What the heck? Uh, you want to do some action movies? Sure, let's do it. Uh, it's a little off topic for the show, but a little thing to get everybody riled up. Play at home. Here you go. But you both can answer. Okay. Here you go. Three. I might fuck this up. We'll see. So we can team up then. Uh, he's getting told for this shit. John McClane. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, what's his name? Murtaugh. Okay. Uh, you're uh, welcome. Uh, Goose. Um, Top Gun. Uh, Robert Junior plays Iron, Iron Man. Man. You know, it's not a race. You know, uh, Bill Paxton and uh, runs Aliens. away from, uh, Xenomorph. No. Twister. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fights this guy in the jungle. What? Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nope. Oh, oh, Predator. Predator. Uh, this guy was James Bond before Daniel. Pierce Brosnan. Uh, this guy is uh, the Protector. He's from Thailand. <laughs> you guys probably haven't seen that. Tony Jaa. You know who that no. is? Okay. Uh, Twister, you guys missed out on. Bill Paxton. That's an action movie? He said he runs away from something. Yeah. That's supposed to action. But to Alex's point, he did run away from aliens. <laughs> so uh, it's game over, man. Well point. <laughs> Okay, and then you guys, Arnold Schwarzenegger fights this guy in the jungle. Predator, <laughs> George, <laughs> George the jungle. Twelve points here. So even together we say. So look, uh, Marvin isn't the key. I think you're holding the dead weight there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday comics six oh five at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you think. Uh, <laughs> let me know if you uh, could have got Twister. I don't know. Twist, twist. Was there day. enough time to answer Twister? At 
Wednesday Comics on Twitter at Alex Pastrell at Garat2188 and at Marvin underscore Sogwell. Send us a tweet and let us know what you're thinking about. Let us know what you're picking up, baby. Let us know. Add Facebook. Maybe on we don't want to know what they're thinking. Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Throw us a line. Uh, say what's going on. 605-215-1849. Leave us a voicemail. We'll listen to it. We'll play it. We'll answer your questions. Did you read Immortal Hulk this week? What do you think about it? Let me know. Book Club. We get a book club break. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People probably presents this Saga of the Swamp Thing Book One from Alan Moore. We're going to be talking about it coming up here very, very soon. Uh, less than a month to read it. Send in your voicemail 605-215-1849. Email WednesdayComics605 at gmail.com. Facebook and Twitter. Find us there and send us some of your thoughts. Uh, John Bolin will be here for the expert opinion and us three yahoos will be here for the dumb opinions. About what we think about that book. Green. Um, what about that color blue? Uh, we'll let you know what we think about Alan Moore's first Flip dip book. into the swamp and what he did to change that character. We'll get a lot of perspective from John. He knows, John knows him from beginning to end. Uh, so we'll get a lot of good stuff there before Just League Dark comes starts in July. So it's a nice little way to get familiar with that character so you can start reading him in JLD. Uh, Supercon 2018, Return of the Con, this is September 28th, 29th, and 30th. We'll be there the 28th doing a live show. You may, you'll probably get some of that sweet sevens action in person. You can see Alex freeze up in person. Uh, <laughs> Are we sure it's going to be Alex? Um, <laughs> no, I meant with the with his finger. He, he can't do it fast enough. You can see it in real life. The second it takes for him to push that button. Oh, uh, that's true. Oh, yeah. You're going to see that. No, by then, he's going to be practicing. Fair, you're going to see Mr. Fantastic reeling in his like 300-yard arm. To be arm fair, in front, like, in front of the button. public, I'm, I'll be fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Because you literally were holding that you know, that phone over here in your hand on the other side, and it took you like three seconds to reach. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I get, at, I get handicapped because this guy's handicapped. Uh, oh. Buy a weekend pass. Make sure to see us. You'll see Phil Hester the next day, and you'll see everybody else there. You'll see our friends. Uh, Dylan Jacobson, go and stop by his booth. Mikey's going to be there also. He has a booth. Everybody's going to be there. Um, Compagini, yeah. We know Mikey. Everybody else that listens to the show, they know Mikey. You right? get a booth. Spain you sure? get a booth. Everybody gets a on booth. Twitter, right, he, on Twitter, he's Mikey. So. Actually, no, there is both. But never mind. Uh, Mikey and Comp. Follow both of them. Follow, follow them. Uh, Dylan's going to be having a, a launch here on the 16th at the Game Chest for his third issue of Champions. If you live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, make sure to stop by and uh, support Dylan uh, for in the show there. And uh, you might win for a raffle uh, sweet print that he made. So go over there. Game Chest is downtown. You know, did they call that Uptown? There's a sign outside that says Uptown Sioux Falls. When did that happen? I thought Game Chest was in West Mall. No. No? That's no. Uh, Black Hills game. Oh. I'm game Chest is downtown by the source. You remember the source? No. Oh, it's good. Uh, RootsofSwampThing.com, your definitive online source for all things Swamp Thing. Make sure to go to, on Twitter at DC World Swampy and follow them there. We're on Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. But make sure to also stop by the webpage. Like I said, you got to get familiar with the Swamp Thing before that Just Like Dark comes out. A lot of good things there. A lot of good memorabilia. You can go on there, and he talks about a lot of old stuff that was coming out in the 80s or for the movie, you know, like where the comic was coming out. And it's nice. When I read it, I feel like this kind of nostalgia that, like, for something I never known, known before. And it's cool seeing, like, these old things for a character that, I, in the grand scheme of things, nobody knows about except for comic readers. Um, but, like, the niche, like fandom that he has are very passionate about it and when you see all these products you're like it seems kind of cool seeing all this stuff back then so uh subscribe to the show remember on stitcher on google play 
Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, each one has a, a way you can subscribe to the show. It helps out greatly that you can get it right away for you. Good for you and good for us. So we know who is listening to the show. Uh, and um, you know what? Recommend it to a friend. You have a friend who likes comic books or maybe somebody who wants to get into them. Every once in a while, we do a good show. We, do, we haven't done it for a while. Maybe we should do a feature. We used to do uh, new comic readers, new reader friendly. It was a segment we had way back in the day. We haven't done it for a long time. I agree. 2019. Let's, let's hit that up. Uh, <laughs> where we recommend <laughs> comics to new feature. readers. <laughs> Uh, good show, boys. Hey, hey, dude, don't we have some good news for all our listeners about a certain uh, uh, listener from a certain state? Technically, oh. technicality. Hey, everybody. Uh, we have somebody who used to live in Alaska, and he's listened to the show, and he lived there for 24 years, so you know what? I'm going to count it. Let's take that, fucking Alaska. I mean, he Keep listening. When now, you go, they, now they won't listen to <laughs> this. When he goes back home, I need him to download the show while he's there so I can see the numbers. But uh, you know what? It's good to know that we, uh, in the hearts of Alaskans everywhere, even though if they don't live there anymore, uh, they went to warmer places. Uh, we're still warm in their hearts. Hey, so. even if they hear our podcast in uh, Morse code, hey, you're still getting it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good show, boys. You know, the comic books this week were kind of mixed, but... Uh, it wasn't a more, great week. It was a fair week. This actually would be one of the weaker it. wins I've had in a while. Yeah. Hulk really I feel did like this made up for all of them, though. Yeah. It did. This I Hulk. read Hulk last, thankfully, and that really boosted I read it first. Couldn't wait for it. I read it in the middle. It eclipsed everything that came before. Hey, that's just like us, baby. I'm like the sun in front of the moon, and I'm putting a big shadow on Earth. My name is Marvin. I guess I'll be the Earth. I'm Alex. I'm the core. I'm Garrett. <laughs> hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages.